0: Hello? Can you hear me? Now I don't have to shout, huh? But I can still shout, right? (laughs) Hello, I am ready to pray. That's how I introduce myself today. As we come to the end of James, it's all about prayer. If you didn't get the clue from the songs, what did we sing about? What do we sing about? Prayer. Hello, I am ready to pray. Not play, which I'm ready to play too, but I'm ready to pray. Because prayer is powerful. Do you agree with that? Do you agree that prayer is powerful? Do you believe it's effective? Do you believe it works? We came into this building, This I did, at 7.30, around there. Power was on. I turned the power on, right? I turned the cross on. I turned the baptistry lights on. I didn't turn the sanctuary lights on yet, but I came in. And you know what the Bible reading, if you're reading through the Bible in a year, what's today, what's the start of today? James chapter 1 and 2. Tomorrow, James chapter 3 through 5. So I read it all. Today I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm working ahead. I sat on the front pew and I read through the whole letter of James to myself out loud. I was thinking, what an ironic coincidence, but I said, no, that's a God moment. I'm finishing the James series, and in our Bible reading, we're finishing James at the same time. So I read it in the front pew here and then I turned around and I looked at an empty sanctuary, right? Nobody's here at 7.30, 7.45. So I'm like, I'm gonna pray. For those of you who don't know, I know where you sit. <laughs> I saw faces. Who did I start with? I said, I pray for Fred because I know he sits in the front. I see him every Sunday right there. Second row, Fred. And I just went pew by pew. And I said, I know who sits there usually. Wrote down their names. Wrote down their names. Wrote down names of people who have been gone for a few months. Wrote down people online. I came up with 70 names. I know that's not everybody. But I wrote down 70 names and I prayed for you by name this morning. And I said, Lord, teach us something today. All of us. Names. We had a minister's meeting here on Thursday. It was about prayer. I led it, so it was about prayer. I said, ministers that are here, I'm going to do a prayer. And I'm going to name you by name. So I prayed for the ministers that were there by name and the ministry that they're in, the church that they're in, and I prayed for them by name. And if you know Henry Hover, he's a minister at Vesterburg. He said to us ministers, he said, do you know what I do every Friday? And we're like, what do you do, Henry? He's like, I pray for every minister by name every Friday morning. Isn't that cool? A minister praying for other ministers by name every week on the same day. Hello, I'm ready to pray. Am I the best prayer? No. Do I pray 30 minutes at a time? No. But do I pray? I want to say I do. I'm in my office and I'm studying and a name pops up in my head, whether it's a Sunday school teacher or just a member that I've not talked to in a while and their name pops in my head and I say, I've got to pray for them right now. I think about you as I prepare every time I do preparation for a message on Sunday. Some names maybe pop up more than often because I talk to you more. But when your name pops up, I don't just dismiss it and say, that name came to me and I just don't want to remember it. But when it comes to me, I say, maybe it's there for a reason. Are they going through something? Did they just have something exciting happen to them? And I've just got to praise God for that. Should I text them? Should I call them? Should I email them? But most likely, one of the best things to do is pray. So hello, I'm ready to pray. If you want to go to the next slide, let's say our psalm together because this has been helping us, I think, as we come to the Word of God and who leads us into righteousness. It's not our own doing. We don't come to the text and say, oh man, I could do this on my own. I can do this. No, we have the power of God. The Holy Spirit is leading us. So let's say this together. One, two, three. Lead us, Lord, in your righteousness because of our enemies. Make your way straight before us. Have you seen that happen in your life? Have you seen the Lord lead you personally into righteousness, His righteousness? Has you seen the path straight before you? It may look crooked. Let me tell you, it may look crooked. It does. But God makes it straight. So you can walk with Him, talk with Him, laugh with God. You can laugh with God. You can cry with God. You can be silent with God. He still hears you. Hello, I'm ready to pray. Are you? Are you ready to pray? So let's pray before we get into the text. God, thank you for today. God, James ends his letter with prayer. We sang about it. We heard a testimony from Cheryl and Al that they made it safely back from Wichita, there and back. And it was through prayer. People praying for that trip. And they made it safely. You answered. So thank you that you are a God who cares, you are a God who listens, you are a God who answers prayer. Thank you for James and the series that we've been going through since January, it's been a while, but thank you for the challenge that your brother wrote down for us, that he learned probably from you, Jesus. And it's in His wonderful name we pray. Amen. If you haven't been with us, we've been in, G- in James since January 9th, I think. Or 9th or 16th, whichever one it was. But this is the 13th week. Lucky number 13. I don't believe in lucky numbers, but when that happened, I was like, oh, that's just another coincidence maybe. But lucky number 13, and we're finishing it today We started January 9th and it's April 3rd, so you do the math. That's a long time, right? Is that a long time? Yes, no. It feels like a long time, but we made it to the end. And remember our theme, our faith determines our actions and attitudes. And when it comes to the end of James's letter, prayer takes action. It takes energy. It takes time. Sometimes we don't say, we don't want to take the time to sit down and pray. We want to play instead. But James ends his letter very, very well, I believe. So let's look at it together. Starting in verse 13 of chapter 5. Is anyone among you in trouble? So that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back... Remember this whoever turns a sinner from the air of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Do you like to pray? Paul says in First Thessalonians to those believers he said, pray continually. Pray constantly do we do that james here you may notice he has questions and what do we do with questions we stop to think right now these are simple questions to me they're easy questions i was at my desk and i'm like these are easy answers you notice them is anyone among you in trouble or is anyone among you suffering Either yes or no, right? Right? Yes or no. If you're in trouble or you're suffering, what does it say to do? Pray. Stop what you're doing and pray. Is anyone happy? I know there's some happy folks out there. Is anyone happy? What are you supposed to do? Sing songs of prayer. You know that worship, singing songs, is a form of prayer to God. Did you know that? Then you get the next question. Is anyone among you sick? I'm sure some people can say yes, maybe. We know sick people. We know people with illnesses. What are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? Call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, some people take the oil a little to the extreme. I know that. But what comes before the oil? What's the power? Prayer. If you're sick, you call the elders. You call them up and say, I need prayer. So you see, verses 13 and 14, it's very simple to me. Whatever circumstance you're in, prayer is powerful, prayer is needed no matter the situation. Romans 8, chapter, Romans 8, verses 26 and 27, Paul writes this, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Did you catch what Paul said? The Spirit helps us in our weakness. And we don't even know what we're going to pray for. But the Spirit helps us. Are you in trouble? Are you suffering? Are you happy? Are you sick? Where do we go to? Where do we go to? The Lord. Healing comes from God. Ephesians chapter 6, Paul writes again to those believers and for us today, pray in the Spirit. This is after you put on the full armor of God. You got faith, you got the shield, you got the belt, the truth, you got everything on. And then it says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions. With all kinds of prayers and requests. You know what all occasions are. Are you you in trouble? Are you suffering? Are you happy? Are you sick? All occasions, we go to God. We go to God that answers prayer. Philippians chapter 4, you may know this one. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Who do we go to? We go to God, who hears our prayers, whether we're in trouble, whether we're happy, whether we're sick. We go to God. First Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy, he says, I urge then first of all, did you catch that? First of all. Timothy, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. First of all, go to God in prayer, prayer, prayer. Hebrews, here's another one. I know there's a lot of scripture, but I'm like, if you're talking about prayer, there's a lot of scripture that talk about prayer. Hebrews chapter 4, you know this one. I've heard people say it. Therefore, since we have a great high priest and who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we don't have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who was tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then, because of that, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You can go to God confidently, whether you're suffering, happy, sick, all circumstances, doesn't matter. God wants us to go to Him in prayer. We sang it earlier. It's just sometimes when the power goes out, you know, you got to pick hymns, and they stole my hymn, you know. But it, we sang it. I need thee every hour. And one of the best verses I, when I was studying this, not studying the hymn, but singing the hymn to myself in my office, verse 3, I need thee every hour, In joy or pain. Come quickly, abide, or life is vain. In joy or pain. Are you sick? Are you in trouble? Are you suffering? Are you happy? In joy or pain, go to God. I need thee every hour, I need thee every hour. Do we pray every hour of the day? Some people may say, I don't. But those short prayers, they're prayers. And what remember what the verse said, what Paul wrote? He said, sometimes you may pray without saying a word. Wordless groans. The Spirit helps you pray and intercede for you, even if you don't know what to pray. Are you in trouble? Are you suffering? Are you happy? Are you sick? What are we supposed to do? Pray. Verse 15. The prayer offered in faith. Now don't go to don't go in prayer and just be like saying whatever you want. You have to have the right attitude. Remember, our faith determines our actions and attitudes. Prayer has to have an attitude of faith. It takes faith to pray. And what does it say in verse 16 at the end? James says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. We go to God in faith, and we go to God saying, I know you're there. I'm confident because Jesus ascended. He's interceding for us and the Spirit's helping us and I can go confidently, God, to you because I know that. We as a church can go confidently before God's throne and pray for people. We heard the testimony, right? Cheryl and Al driving. Doesn't know how he did that, but we know how he did that. God gave him the strength the clarity of mind because of prayer, I think, I believe. In verse 17, you get another example. James puts examples in there because these Jewish believers know who that is, Elijah. And a a few writers, you know, you study, you look at commentaries, and some writers are like, James could have put a thousand, not a thousand, but many more examples of Elijah, but he throws in this one about praying for rain and not rain, but he could have used a lot. But Elijah was like us. He was human being. Do you ever put per- person on a pedestal? Do you do that, anybody, or only me? <laughs> I'm on a pedestal. I put myself there, so, but... Do you ever put people on pedestals? Like, that person is just way up there. When I was a kid, and still I do now, I, I do that with athletes. I'm like, they're way better than me. Like, they're up there. But do we do that to other Christians? Do people in the Bible, we're like, well, that person is just so much more righteous than me. I can't be like that. But what does James say? Elijah was a human being? Question, simple answer. You can shout out yes. Everybody say yes, please. Are you a human being? Are you a human being? Are you like Elijah? All right, go home. No. I'm not online, so I can say what I want. No. Uh, Let's try it again, please. Are you a human being? Are you a human being? Are you like Elijah? There we go. Hey, laughter, right? Laughter is the best medicine. I say, laughter is a good medicine to cheer you up. Is anybody suffering? Let them pray. If you're happy, let them sing. Let them laugh too. Elijah, a human being like us. And he prayed earnestly for things. You go to 1 Kings, and you read about Elijah's life. Oh my, there's a lot in there. And he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed. He gives that example. And then I looked up some examples. If you have your Bibles, go to Acts chapter 2. I want you to look at this one. It's only one verse, but I want you to look at it. Acts chapter 2 verse 42 Acts 2:42 it says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to everybody prayer they were devoted to prayer They could have been, I mean, they could have been thousands. They were devoted to prayer. Romans chapter 12, verse 12, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Colossians 4, you've heard me say it from here before, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message. So that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Are we devoted to prayer? Are we praying for each other? Are we praying for the people that are suffering? Are we rejoicing and praying and thanking God for the people that are happy? If somebody calls us, maybe speaking to the elders and myself, If somebody calls us up and says, can you pray for me? I'm sick. Do we go to them? If somebody calls us and says, I know you're a leader in the church or an elder. I'm sick. Come pray for us. Do we go and pray for them? Yes, I'm pointing out the elders. I'm sorry, but it says it in here. If somebody calls us up, do we pray? Do we go to them and pray over them? And you see it there. Pray for each other that you may be healed. It may be physical healing, yes. But I also believe there's a spiritual healing there too. Physical and spiritual healing. We need to pray for each other. And at the very end here, verses 19 and 20 When you get to these verses, you're just like, okay, James, why did you end like that? Why did you end like that? But it's very powerful. Brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Galatians chapter 6, Here's what Paul writes. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. James says, if you... Turn a sinner from the air of their way will save them. Paul says, if you see a brother or sister in sin, restore that person gently. Don't go up to them and say, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be doing that, you stupid person. Come on. Is that how I should do it? Is that gently? No, you come alongside of them and you say, I'm here for you. Carry each other's burdens. Do you like to carry things? Do you like to carry heavy things? Anybody like to carry heavy things? My dad's here, so he'll understand this, but I worked at, we own a grocery store in the family, so I worked there. I hated carrying these heavy, you know, 100-pound boxes of meat. You know, I hated that. Like, I got to lift it up on this shelf but when somebody tells you, or you know somebody's in trouble, you know somebody's in sin, and you know what they're going through, and you say, I'm here for you, and then you got to carry that burden. It's heavy. Let's pray together. Let's study together. Let's walk together. But I think that's what we need to do. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray are you happy? Sing songs of praise, a form of prayer. If, if you're sick, call on the elders so they can pray over you. Prayer is effective, powerful, it heals. 1 Peter 4 says, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Pray. The end is near. So pray. Third John, you ever hear a reference from Third John recently? Third John chapter, or there's only one chapter, verses 2 through 4. Dear friend, John writes, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. When I study James at the end here, if you turn a sinner from the air of their way, you will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Then you go to John writing, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you. It gives me great joy when I hear that you're walking in the faith. You know what I get from those two? If I put them side by side, what do I do with that? I say, pray, not just only if you know somebody's wandering from the faith, but pray that that doesn't happen. Remember when I was sitting up here earlier today, I looked in the audience, the empty audience, the empty pews, and I saw your faces. That's what we should be doing saying, I pray for that person by name and say, I don't want that person, God. Please protect that person from wandering in the faith. Even if you know they're a strong walker in the faith, we can still pray even before it happens to say, I don't want that to happen to that friend. I don't want it to happen to that believer. Holy Spirit, guide them that they may stay true to the faith so that they don't do what James says. Which there will be people that wander, yes. And we have to gently give them the words of encouragement to say, you need to come back. But what if we prayed before it even happens? You think it would work? You think it would work? If we prayed before it happens. Say, I hope, I pray God, I'm interceding for these people that they don't wander from the truth. And this is a selfish prayer, or a selfish request. Do you pray for me? Because I don't want to end up like the end of James there which if it does happen, I hope you come gently and say, Keith, you're wandering. Come back. Are we praying for each other? So what's the takeaway? What's the takeaway from today? This may seem simple. may seem simple. But let me tell you, It is definitely a challenge for us all. Here it is. Pray. Pray in all circumstances. Pray for each other. Pray for those who have wandered. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Pray to a God who hears and answers prayer. That's the takeaway. I'll say it one more time. So it gets in our mind. Pray. Pray in all circumstances. Pray for each other. Pray for those who have wandered. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Pray to a God who hears and answers prayer. as the praise team comes up to sing our invitation song. If you need to make a decision, do it today. If you need prayer, I'll be up here. I'm sure the elders will be glad to hear you say, I need prayer. Or somebody you trust next, you just say, I need prayer. We'll be around. If you need to follow Jesus and start your journey of faith, you know what, the, the most exciting thing for me when somebody comes to know Jesus and says, I want to follow Jesus, and they make it public, it excites me because I'm like, okay, now I'm going to pray for you. I'm here for you because you made the decision. I'm here for you if you want to talk to me. I'm here for you if you need prayer. I'm here for you if you want to just learn more about the Word of God. That's the most exciting thing for me as a human being. God gets excited, I think, I believe, when a sinner says, I want you to save me. Again, I read ahead in the Bible reading, and a couple Psalms, you know, Psalm chapter 51 is a very good one. David calls out to God and said, "I know I'm sin. I know I'm a sinner, God. Please create in me a new heart. Search me and know me. Come in and wipe this sin out of my life, so that I may be clean. So I may be, you know, whiter than snow. Doesn't say that in Psalm 51, but call out to God because." Pray to a God who hears and answers prayer. Let's pray today. God, thank you so much for James. The end is all about prayer. And again, I can only just imagine that James learned how to pray from Jesus. James was a devoted prayer. He was one that people say that he had camel's knees. They were so callous, he prayed a lot. And now James is encouraging us to pray. Whether we're suffering, whether we're happy, whether we're sick, no matter the circumstance, God, you hear us. We can cry out to you. And we're confident that you hear us and you answer us. Thank you for this morning. Thank you even for power outages and then the coming back of power. Thank you for the people here. You know each and every one of them by name. I'm not going to try to name them all. But you know them. Be with us. Lead us into Your righteousness. Lead us into Your truth. And thank You for the Holy Spirit that guides us on the path that You want us to be on. And thank You in Jesus' precious name for the power that is in that name, the power of the Savior that saves people from their sins. In His name we pray. Amen. (laughs) admit it and life is close to admit <laughs>